Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you as well. Your chair made a really weird noise while ago. On the guest couch! <laughs> Fultron. Hi. You're basically our third, our, our unofficial third host, co-host. This is all true. So what do I have to do to become an official? I mean, <laughs> there's a blood oath, and okay. there's like a, a week's worth of challenges. Wow. That's right. Um, they're very physical challenges as well. We just put you through a gauntlet of just lots of things. That, Rap- sounds, that sounds worth it. Rapid fire quizzing. That's right. Do Wait, I get to pick so the topic? It's it's actually <laughs> so no 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 it's 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 a combo of like physical challenge, oh, but you also yes. have to be answering uh, answering trivia at questions the same time. at the same time, as well as yeah. doing like long division. Oh Ooh. gosh! No, I can uh, do long division. I mean, can you do like so? So you know how the people will do like the uh, like in school? I had a professor <laughs> who could write two lines of stuff with like each hand at the same time. So like his left hand would be writing a lower line and his, uh. his top hand would be writing a different line. So like he would write two sentences at the same time on the board. And I was like always amazed by this. And uh, you got to be doing that, but long division with one of them and answering quiz questions with the other. So the not other, multiple choice, long answer. So the other day I, uh, I had a math quandary. I had, I, I was trying to figure out what you find yourself in multiple times. Yeah, so I had like so I I had taken a video and I uh, I had uh, minimized it down so it was in like just part of the thing and so like it was at like I think it's thirty one percent and that was like full frame. I needed to basically do a, a depth cut and then crop the sides, but I needed to know how much was if like if that's normally sixty seven percent. Then how much is one hundred percent? And I couldn't figure it out. Do percentages? I work right next to some developers. I walked over one of them like, "Hey, do you are you good at math?" He's like, "Yeah." And I, and I was like, "Do you know? Do you know what what this would like? If this is one hundred, if if thirty something percent equals a hundred percent." Or sixty-seven percent. What would a hundred percent equal? And he's like, "Well, you just do the math." And I was like, "Yeah, I I don't know how." And he just looked at me, and then he like pulled out his calculator, and in like literally two seconds, typed it in. And I was like, "That's it's, awesome." It's like it's it. like forty forty-two. I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. And he's like, "Is that isn't that right?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm gonna try." <laughs> That's it out why I see. asked you. <laughs> I love it, dude. That's awesome, dude. So. <laughs> I love that he couldn't fathom the fact yeah. that you didn't understand math. No. <laughs> the thing was, I may have been able to get to that point, but it would have taken way too long. So it's We're always funny. Half an hour. With percentages specifically. Like, I'll try to, like, okay, so what percent of this is that? And, like, I have the equation in my head, like, from, from algebra back in, yeah. back in, like, school. But it's, like, I have to literally, like, write it out. On yeah. where it's like what percent over one hundred <laughs> times you know and it's, it's like, like writing word like, problems of always is a is a multiplication symbol but like is that it's of and then is is the equal sign so and then like I like I had like half of that in my mind and then I was I tried to do it and I'm like this isn't none of this is right so all yeah. you got all you got to do is you make fractions out of it this is how I do it ah. so you go like like okay if I'm trying to find out what percentage. 720 is of 
1280. Mm, mm-hmm. I put 720 on top of 1280, mm-hmm. and then I put X over 100, mm-hmm. and then you cross multiply. Mm. So See, the bottom gets multiplied to the top on either side, and then you have an X equals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, here's the deal. I can get to the equation part of that. Like, I can get to the part where like, I know what needs to happen, but then like it'll take me forever to actually write out the math to, to do it. I don't even. I don't even get to that point. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even under, understand how to get to. Dude, the, I love it. Do you realize? Okay, place. we've been we've been recording. How long we've been recording? <laughs> four four minutes. Good solid four, four minutes. minutes, and we've already derailed into hard, deep math, dude. <laughs> it's true. It's That's true. Crazy. That's true. <laughs> this week we saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Volume Dose. Yeah. It's a Spanish film. <laughs> I don't know. It's a it's a small Spanish. Uh, <laughs> Small Spanish film. It's a local thing. Yeah. <laughs> Went to a film festival. <laughs> um, festival and, uh, we'll tell you our thoughts on that. Yes. Yep. Coming so, up. Yeah. If we feel like it. <laughs> so, John, what have you been up to this week? So, what have I been up to this week? It has been a, a interesting week, like a long week. I, we played, so over the weekend we played some Destiny, mm. but not like the traditional, like, we didn't do a raid, we didn't do a, uh, we what, didn't do any strikes. What did we do? We did multiplayer. Um, oh, you're with, right. With uh, yes. Chad, who's been playing? on the podcast before. Were you in there? I was this? not. No. Remember, uh, I made a, uh, quite a point not to play with Chad. <clears throat> oh, yes. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> that has nothing to do with this podcast. But <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. We really and it has nothing there. to do with Chad we, either. We tried, no. him, we tried to get him to jump into a raid a week ago, and Chad, Josh is like, yeah. who's this Chad guy? <laughs> I was like, I've never liked anybody What's named really Chad. Weird is like... <laughs> Is whenever you know how and it's uh, I guess it's the George Costanza thing where like worlds collide like where you've a, a friend group here and a friend group there and it's like wait a second you guys don't know each other it's like and it's it's hard like whenever you uh, like realize the first time that like yeah. you don't know Chad that no, it's I like don't oh, know my, Chad. oh my goodness nor do I want to this is this is <laughs> this is like one of those things where you're like man this why the thing. I think Chad why don't you know Chad <laughs> what's up Chad hello Chad anyway we- so that was really fun. Chad's um, my arch nemesis. We played. Just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> we played. Uh, I'm gonna get you in a room and not tell either one of you that you're <laughs> there. Really and you're like, hey, that's Chad. <laughs> like, well, hello, sir. Immediately, like, <laughs> flip over a table. Yeah, immediately, like, you make eye contact. All right, it's on. <laughs> um. Anyway, so we were playing some multiplayer. Um. Yeah. In yeah. a large group, so with like some crucible. Um. And so that was really fun. The, the, we did uh some private matches for a while, and then we went into the public matches, and were like, like struggling for the first two matches. But then we found out that rather than just holding down objectives, and and defending. Oh yeah. If we literally would just run around the entire map in a group. <laughs> Like crazy people <laughs> taking objective, moving on to the next objective, taking it before they take your other one back, and like you know, just constantly moving. Yeah, it actually worked out great. We, we were playing were, like we super were... conservatively at first. Yeah, that's right. We were yeah. just like, okay, let's take the position and hold it. Yeah, when, when corners. In fact, we should just like we were just like, well, it's better if we just rage and go <laughs> <Yeah>. around, <laughs> just annihilate everybody. Equip the, equip the shotguns. Yeah, <laughs> all the, all the trolley things. Yeah. yeah the, the stuff where it's like, if I, I, if I had been playing against us, I would have been very mad, very oh, totally frustrated. Would yeah, I was off the lobby. Yet. I kept matching with new people yeah. because it was like trying to balance lobby, trying to balance like the players. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was really fun. Yeah. Um, also, this week, I've been playing a lot of Switch with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Boom. That game uh, released uh, over the weekend, and uh, and I guess it was my lunch hour on Friday, and I, I, did, I downloaded it um, the night before. 
Um, and I played it on my lunch hour on Friday, and it was like, I, I booted it up, played it, and I look up, and I was like, wait a second, it's it's time to go back to work you know that sort of thing so like it was uh it was definitely like one of those things i I did a bunch of different tournaments played the battle mode i did uh i haven't obviously haven't done everything in it or whatever but it's a great game i really enjoy myself and having skipped it on or skipped the wii u entirely um it's a completely new experience for me (laughs) well it's been funny so i mean I've played Mario Kart 8 for the last two years, so yeah. it's funny to see all this news about people being like, oh, Mario Kart 8's so great. I'm like, well, that's because nobody having played it when it came out. <laughs> yeah, nobody had a Wii U, so yeah. Uh, so yeah I the, love it. The, the Mario Kart 8 is very good, very good. Chris, yes. did you get a chance to play it all? I did. I played a few matches. I played some multiplayer at work over lunch as well one day. And uh, it's been fun. Fun fact. You know what's nice about the Switch? Because the Switch, it was hard to tell, and it still is hard to tell how many hours you put into something. Yeah. After a certain amount of time, I think it's like eight days or something like that, it will start tabulating like a rough estimate of how many uh, how many hours you've played a game. And you just go into your profile and you can see. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So after, after how like, many days? After like eight or nine days or something like that. Because I think I've seen one where it's of like, last play? played eight days ago. And no, I think it's like since the, since the first time you play it. Huh. Um, which is a really weird way to do it. But like I, I looked at Zelda the other day and it was like uh, Aaron, who's been on the podcast before. Um, I was looking at his playtime and I was like, wait a second. It says he's played Zelda for 35 hours. And instead of being like, you last played four days ago or whatever. Um, and so I think like it, it rolls over after like nine days or something like that. So you can actually kind of tabulate a rough estimate of your time. Cause I think it's like, played more than whatever number of hours. And I don't know if that, like how often that updates or like whatever, but yeah. Interesting. Super fun fact there. That's cool. Oh, what have you been up to this week? So I'm very distracted right now. I'm posting on May the 4th photos. I've been trying to find these all day. <laughs> uh-huh. And I haven't like had the time to like go through my camera roll to two years ago and find these. I finally did. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> finally finally time traveled enough. Yeah. Like got um, got enough speed so, to go back in time. Um man, I'm trying to think. Other than like playing multiplayer the other night, I feel like that was like Sunday. Yep. Um, that was like the, the gaming highlight of the weekend, I think. For I me. went through on Destiny and like all the calcified fragments that you can get that aren't in story missions or in like raids or something like that. I finally grabbed all those. I just I started with like one and I was like, well, I'm already doing this. So I might as well just keep going. Did you pull up like a YouTube video and yeah. run around the public areas and stuff? You can go to. Uh, hang on. Let me get this. Well, yeah, let me get this right Is real it- fast. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Is it De- is Destiny? Ca- it's, hang on. I think it's DestinyCalcifiedFragments.com or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like it's yeah. something very specific <laughs> where it's like, oh man, grab that, that URL. Got that URL. I love yep, it. DestinyCalcifiedFragments.com. You can also go to DestinyDeadGhosts.com or DestinySivaClusters.com. Put in your gamer nice. tag or your uh, PSN uh, ID and it will tell you which ones you've gotten. Hmm. which ones you haven't, and then there's either a text guide or a video guide on where to find those. That's cool. So That's cool. my next project is going through the story missions and grabbing those, um, and then like whatever else I can do. And then I'm going to like go through, and I, I didn't realize there's way more than 50 dead ghosts. I'm like, why don't I have that achievement yet? So I'm just going to go through and get as many dead ghosts as I can get. Um so, like, there's some in the raids and things like that, too. Some so, like, raids, that's going to be some And then there's, like, one dead ghost that's one that's on the uh, PlayStation exclusive map, multiplayer map. So, Joel was saying, uh, who was on the 200th episode, um, he, I think he was saying that he got that one, 
like whenever they realized that there was an exclusive one uh, to an ex- place, and they, just, they just gave it to all of the Xbox people. Um, so I think that that one's actually like it's not glitched out anymore. I think you can probably get that calcified fragment. So which one? So Joel was saying that they uh, the one that's on the exclusive uh, yeah. PlayStation it popped for him. Um, How? After he like he got all of them right off the bat, like he had all of them anyway, mm-hmm. um, and so but then like for a few days it just wasn't happening. It was one short, and he's like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna have to wait until these maps, you know, until after Destiny Two is out, and then I can go revisit that PlayStation exclusive the, map." You mean the achievement popped? Or well, no, they gave in, him in that the book, dead ghost. it gave him that dead ghost in the book. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Seems I don't know crazy. if it gave him the grimoire, like the grimoire card associated with it, but it, like yeah. it, it for some reason, like he was able to pop it in the book after uh, he got it all. And I it also, was a day or so. I also finished my uh, my sleeper cell quest. Nice. So I'm pretty pumped about that. I need to do that, dude. It's it's a it's a time consuming one. I think. Yeah, it's really. And then what's funny is you you turn in like the final thing, and then like the next step, the final step is like you go do this mission, but you turn in the final thing, and then uh, nothing. You don't get anything, and I was like, what? Yeah. I just gave this to you. Where did this? And I went and checked my postmaster. Nothing. I'm like what? Where? What is? What's going on? And I looked and I was like, Oh yeah. Wait. You wait until the next day uh, refresh, and he gives you a. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the uh, the sword, the exotic sword quest is kind of similar. Like there was one that I was I was very close to the end of the exotic sword quest um, after last Iron Banner because you have to get a bunch of like multiplayer kills with a sword. Anyway, so I I got to that point and I saw the next step and it was do this and then wait until Wednesday. And uh, it, because like you have to wait until the, uh, the gunsmith gets new materials or whatever until his weekly refresh. And so I did it on a, I was like, okay. So on that Tuesday night, I was like, all right, I have to do this. So I did the, like the final thing right before, right before Wednesday. So it didn't feel like that, like much of a wait. Um, but I can imagine like getting to that point and being like, wait, I have to wait till Wednesday. If it's like a, if it is on Wednesday, <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> Don't have my exotic sword. So, yeah, I got got the exotic sword recently, which is a similar thing to the the sleeper simulant. Mm, that's awesome. Fultron, what have you been up to this week? Oh, man. Just kicking butt <laughs> at life. Taking names. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I started playing uh, this this little game that hit the shelves called uh, Little Nightmares. Yeah, that, uh, you showed this, at least you showed you told, told me about it, and it sounds yep. awesome. Yep. Uh, me and my wife have been playing through it, and uh, it's it's very much, I mean, it's got kind of the platforming, puzzling feel of, like, limbo or inside, yeah. but there's this kind of sneak around enemies and don't get noticed mm. vibe that you get from, like, Alien Isolation. That's pretty awesome. And so it's got this kind of, like, mild horror aspect to it. Uh, it's only 20 bucks on Xbox One and various consoles. So it's it's a puzzler platformer? Yeah, I mean, not not in the sense of like, like I don't know. Uh, on one side, you've got really intense ones like The Witness or Braid. And then this is more on like the inside side. Mm, okay. Where it's more so like, how do I get to this area? How do I get past this section? Yeah. Um. And most of it's pretty simple. Like none of it is is too hard. But yeah, that's awesome. You haven't beaten it yet. No, we've only we only played it for a couple hours one night, um, okay. and then we haven't had a chance to to finish that off yet. But uh, nice, it's very nice. I highly suggest it. If you liked cool. Inside, if you liked Limbo, you liked Little Nightmares. All right, I dig it. I love Inside and Limbo. 
Yes. I have n- completed neither of those. <clears throat> wow. one of my favorite games ever. <laughs> you really need, like... What's the other thing that you haven't done? Uh, there's a lot of things that I haven't done in life, just in general. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like that's a... <laughs> Besides weed, anyone. what's the other thing that you have... That, uh, no, there's like this thing that Chris always what, gives is, you crap is it about. movie related? Or is yeah, it, he hasn't seen Mad Max. Yeah, I was like, Mad Max Mad is Max. the thing. Uh, so is uh, so is uh, the one with the, the Rock'em Sock'em robots. Oh, Real oh, Steel. Yeah, Real, Real Steel. Steel. Still haven't seen Real Steel. That's another one. And you run an entertainment <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are. Oh man, but yeah, those are the two. Those are two of the largest like the things that Chris loves that I haven't seen. Mm. And I think the thing like Mad Max is one of the things that everyone loves that yeah. I haven't seen. So yeah, but game related limbo is one. And again, I'm just terrible at puzzle games. And so I probably should just watch someone play it. <laughs> inside's a lot easier on than the YouTube. Yeah. Inside's, it, inside's way easier. Like there, I didn't really ever get stuck on inside. No. Um, whereas I did get, I mean, Occasionally, I would get stuck. The first time through Limbo, I got stuck um, a couple times, and I was like, I had to look. I mean, it's like one of the first puzzles where you have to get this um, spider to like hit the ground enough so that a a bear trap falls out of a tree. Yeah, <laughs> sounds so ridiculous when you say it. And then you push it over and like have him like ch- cut his leg, yeah. and he goes away. And like, Hashtag video games. Yeah, it took me forever to figure out that. Yeah, I had to look it up. And that was on Limbo. Limbo. Yeah. Yeah. See, Limbo, I was stuck within. I wasn't even to there, but it was the first time a bear trap appears, and you're, I was just like, I can't. I. Yeah, I don't that, know how no, to that's do this. what I was talking about. Yeah, that that time. That time where yeah. you have to, I, I had to look. I had to look that up. The first I time. I don't think I ever really finished it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had to leave like right after I got to that point, and like had spent like maybe twenty minutes on it, and I was like, I just can't do this anymore, guys. I'm sorry. Oh my I've got I've got to go. Um. But yeah. So, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But don't we have some? Try to make that as dissonant as possible every time. I like that. The news. All right, John. I have several pieces of news. As we've been talking, I've accumulated pieces of news. So that's what you've been doing. No, I'm just gathering the news photos. I just thought of them in my brain. Oh yeah. So I don't know if it dropped today, but I saw it the first time today. The Defenders trailer. Did you see it? I have not seen it. Oh my goodness. We should stop. (laughs) Did you see it? Yes. 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 <laughs> so good. I uh, I'm excited about this. I know it looks awesome. It looks great. Here's the thing. I'm gonna make a confession, and you're gonna yell at me just like you just yelled at him. I still haven't seen Jessica Jones or Iron Fist, or isn't there another one? Luke There's Cage. Luke Cage. Yeah. The only ones hey, that you like. You want to hear something awesome? Yeah. Neither have I. What? So <laughs> the biggest things that, that, that you need to watch out of that, uh-huh. Jessica Jones for sure. Like okay. that's great. Yeah. The whole way through. Um, the first half of Luke Cage is amazing. Okay. And Iron Fist is okay. Okay. Just like, okay? Iron Fist is one of those where like I watched an episode like every couple of days because like it would just be like, ah, I, ah, that you looks know. Like- <laughs> It looks it's like, like he plays a pretty big role, though. I know, but like whenever they all play pretty big roles, but it's like whenever I would get curious about, like, like I wouldn't watch another one until I was like wondering what happened next. And so, like with Luke Cage, it was like, no, I'm all, the, you know, I would always be like, oh, I want to know what happens next, next one, next one, next one. Jessica Jones, same way. It was like it was a three day adventure of just like that's all I watched. Yeah. Whereas Iron Fist, I was like, ah, 
it's like a this is it took me like two or three weeks to get he's through. He's not the my favorite thing. actor. Well, I mean, like, and and this, it's just watch it. Just like okay. give it a give it a couple episodes. There is literally an entire plot line in there that doesn't necessarily need to be in there. And that I realize that that happens sometimes in the Marvel Netflix things anyway. Where like there's a whole like two episodes. I feel like if you removed two episodes from every single one of those series, they would be far better. Um, <laughs> and uh, and like be tighter and paced better and that sort of thing. And so, but that one specifically, like Luke Cage is really good for the first, like, f- for the first majority of it, probably two thirds of it. And then the, the ending I was kind of like lukewarm on just because, uh, the, the way the climax worked on that one, but dude, so worth watching, uh, Jessica Jones and then the, you know, the first, first chunk of Luke Cage. So right. those alone will like get you, get you where you need to be probably, um, but yeah, I'm excited for the Defenders. Some of the action in this looks really fun. That was the biggest thing I think about Iron Fist for me. Like you have uh, the action in it didn't seem like it was even on par with like uh, with Daredevil because you know like Daredevil it's like they they do a really good job doing like one shot scenes like in yeah. hallways and all this stuff. And then we will go to the the Iron Fist and he's supposed to be like the kung fu master. Yeah. And it's like it was not as exciting as some of the fight scenes in nah. Daredevil. And you're like, what? Why? You have access to the, you're literally the same company. Like you have access to this choreographer and then these people. And yeah. uh, and so anyway, that was that was my only thing about some of the action in there. There was there was maybe only two really kind of stunning action sequences in Iron Fist, whereas like throughout all of Daredevil, it's like, well, even if the episode is is not your favorite, you can still count on there being some some mad crazy action. So Yeah. But yeah, so the Defenders, Chris. That's the Defenders. I'm, I'm excited. What did you think of the trailer? Like, I mean, I'm the same boat as you. I've only seen Daredevil, first and second season. It makes um, you want to catch up. I don't. For me, no. I don't really. Jessica Jones, man. I don't know. Give it a chance. <laughs> what holds you back? I just the time commitment is for me. I'm just like I don't. Yeah. Once you get a certain amount behind on something, it's like well. Yeah, I mean, that's th- not so much it for me. I just they all look the same to me, and they I don't. They look, do have a similar like art aesthetic and then action aesthetic. The thing that the thing that I don't like about, and I didn't even like it about Daredevil, it's like it's super over the top violent for no real reason. Yeah, it like spikes all of a sudden. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it's super dark and just dingy. And like the acting isn't even really that good, like especially in Daredevil. I don't know what it's like in the other ones, but man, Daredevil. True. The second season of Daredevil, it was hard to watch sometimes. True. Sometimes, man. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Daredevil is. It took me a long time to even watch season one. Like I watched the first episode of season one, and I was just like, I don't, I don't care. And yeah. so I just kind of left it. But then after Jessica Jones came out, and uh, Daredevil season two had already come out at that point, I think I was like. Somebody was like, no, you totally need to watch Jessica Jones. And I was like, okay, so if I watch Jessica Jones, do I need to watch Daredevil as well? And they're like, probably. And I was like, all right. So then I went in and I just kind of like put it on, played uh, played my 3DS at the time. You know, it's like while it's on, I'm like, okay, I look up occasionally. And it's like, why is that so violent? And then, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, seriously. Like, I mean, it spikes. Like, it's like, oh, we're all calm and everything. And then there's blood, you know. And you're like, why? Why? Um, but yeah, the uh, the action is awesome in uh, in Daredevil. But uh, the the some of the plot lines, I also was kind of like just like well, I don't really I don't know if I care what happens yeah. to to these people. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Luke Cage sold me um, 
early on and then Jessica Jones for sure. Like, but yeah, I could, I could take daredevils, uh, season two, especially take it or leave it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, fro- is it foggy or froggy? Foggy. <laughs> there it froggy. is. <laughs> I, I have never liked to like him nah. as a character. He's, He's always like, feels strange to me. It always, I mean, it's, it's again, it's the acting. It's yeah. just like, okay. A lot of times, like I think with uh, some of the storylines, I mean, especially about uh, Daredevil and then Iron Fist as well, there, there are times whenever you're just like, you know, I realize like these characters aren't likable enough. Yeah. It's like there's, you know, I don't necessarily like any of these characters as much as I feel like they want me to or as much as I should in order to care yeah. about what happens to them. So, but that, like I said, the problem wasn't, uh, wasn't there in Jessica Jones or, or Luke Cage. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's other news, Chris? More news. The Scorpio dev kits. The Xbox Scorpio. Xbox Scorpio dev kits have, apparently, these photos have been released. They have little LED screens on the front mm-hmm. and user signable buttons on the console. And now people are calling for that to be part of the, the, the final release of the console. And if history, this, uh, if history has anything to say about it, Xbox... You, if you complain about something enough, Xbox will change it. Actually, they will. They actually yeah. might. They might include this if, uh, if uh, petitions like I mean, yeah. get out there. Uh, uh, so the, the I I don't care about user assignable buttons. Who cares about that? Like nobody no. nobody touches their. Con- I'll scream at my console from across the room, but I will not touch it. <laughs> I mean, like you're talking voice <laughs> commands. Like you're not just like without voice commands, just screaming at your console. <laughs> Because it's not going to work, Chris. Uh, I'm here no. to tell you, unless you have the connect connected, it's not going to not going to work. If you but yell it still at disobeys it. me like a disobedient child. Oh yeah. <laughs> I try to send it to its room. I sometimes I'll I'll uh, I'll try to like go to Hulu or something like that, and it pulls up just my apps, and I'm like, oh oh, <laughs> so I'm supposed to, I'm going to select from this list, and it still won't do it. It'll, it's it's really yeah. Funny. Well, I can't remember what exactly what I was trying to do the other day, but I was like I was like. Xbox watched TBS and it was like, wait, it does to, that. Yeah. I went to everything but TBS. <laughs> I said like five well, times. See, I understand. Finally, that, I got Chris. the remote, got up off my couch, got the remote and switched it see, like there. I showed you, but, but S's <laughs> sound really strange. It wasn't even that. It was and like the T's sound like C's. Yeah. Well, it, it took me to PBS. B's sound it like, also took me to CBS. Yeah. I was about to say. And then it took me to some like sports channel. I'm like, why am I watching this? This has nothing. Uh, I can totally, I'm on your Xbox's side on this one. (laughs) Listen, if you'd, if you'd been like, Hey John, turn on TBS. I probably would have been like, you mean CBS? (laughs) (laughs) This is the thing. I'm not on my Xbox's side because number one, if they actually created it in a intelligent way, it would learn, Hey, he watches TBS a lot and never watches PBS and never watches CBS. Let's take him to the one that he normally goes to. Also, Amazon Alexa, if you dealt with her at all, she's super cool, super chill, yeah. makes me hate every other AI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, so the, uh, the different AIs, like the advancements that they've made, I feel like the, the original ones that like blew our minds back in the day, um, with like Siri and with, uh, and obviously with like your Xbox or whatever. Cause like, isn't that Cortana? Do you have Cortana turned on? I don't because Cortana was disobeying me as well. And the regular Xbox obeyed me more. Yeah. That's why yeah. I, uh, I mean, and Cortana drives me crazy. Cortana was, was a, a weird one cause it was a little bit slower cause it had to connect to the internet rather than just using like the hard coded commands yeah. anyway. But like older, older AI and voice commands and things like that are so outdated now that it it 
whenever you whenever I I deal with Siri or whatever, I'm like, oh man, I feel like I feel like we need an update here. So maybe this year Apple will release their uh, their Siri. Are they going to? I don't, I don't I mean, know. I have as that. A, I don't. I haven't even heard a rumor about that. I don't know if that's a priority for them, but I feel like AI. If 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 they're going to compete in the AI market or whatever, then they would have to. So. So going back to the LCD screen. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's where we began yeah, this. That's what we were talking about. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> it can display like uh, frames per second, resolution, maybe other things. So okay, but this here is the internet, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They see something mm-hmm. and they're like, uh, we want that. Yeah. And they don't even stop to think, do you need that? Because technically, if if the Scorpio is all about the 60 frames per second in the 4K mm-hmm. and they want people to know for sure mm-hmm. that they are running 60 frames per second at 4K, mm-hmm. just add like a little toggle on the screen. Mm-hmm. That's what they do on PC. Mm-hmm. 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 You just like hit a button and you're like, oh, look, yeah, see, there's my frames I'm getting right now. Mm-hmm. And here's the resolution it's set at. My and only you don't have my, to go through the expense of adding an LCD screen. Yeah. Which I think it'd be like, like less than a dollar per. This is my counter argument. But it ruins the design as well. I think like the, whatever the box actually looks like, it would ruin the looks of it. It actually looks pretty cool with the LCD screen. Or Do LCD you have a picture screen. of it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll Sorry, be the judges of what's cool, Chris. I'm at 1% right now. So this is a, a race against time. <laughs> All right, he's pulling it up <laughs> right now. Everyone knows the struggle. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, oh, wait. right what there. Are... See it? Well, it looks kind of, looks pretty it's cool, pretty, man. It's pretty small. Oh, yeah, I see. It's pretty small. Yeah. This is my, my entire counter arguments to that, and it's my only argument. The Scorpio... The whole point of it is that no one needs it. <laughs> what do you mean? This is this is their 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 messaging so far has been this is a luxury item for the hardcore gamer. So honestly, the average Joe doesn't need this. We don't need an LED screen. You're right. You're but why not? If we're making a six teraflop console that. Is just a luxury item. Let's just go ahead and yeah, put another whistle on it. But it's only it's, Chris, like getting, it's like getting a car with like a like with all these extra features. Who needs them? No one. Yeah, a fifteenth cup holder. No one needs that. I guess. Well, I but guess I want like, it. It's similar to my thing. Like you know, with Teslas, I see Teslas on the road, and you're like, oh, it's it's this amazing car. It's really expensive, and it's like gray, or it's like white, or it's like whatever. Like they're very kind of like blend in kind of colors if you're not looking for the tesla you wouldn't necessarily spot it and so like i've always been like well if i'm gonna buy a car for that much money why not throw like yellow coat of paint on it or like let's just make it like make it a crazy awesome color like neon green or something you know yeah yeah i I, I see that point i see that argument chris but i also say like (laughs) There is no reason for any developer to necessarily want no, the I'm end sure the user to have that. And so, like, if it's going to make a developer unhappy with Microsoft that they include this in the in the box, I don't know that we're really going to get there. Because, like, the developer, from their standpoint, it's like, well, that's why we test our game, so you don't have to. And, you know, whereas, like, there's going to be a, a slew of, like, oh, here, you can see that Skyrim, uh, whatever the next, like, the next Elder Scrolls game is, oh, it's running at like 20 frames a second on my Xbox because I see it right here on the front. 
Well, I mean, but this, I mean, I don't know. It's just as a consumer, whenever I get so frustrated because all of a sudden my frame rate drops to 10, 10 frames a second because there's like a billion explosions on screen, at least I can say, yes, I am right. <laughs> that's 10 <laughs> frames a second. I'm not insane. <laughs> But see, that's why you have like outlets like Digital Foundry, where it's like they have external devices, where it's like they know all that stuff anyway. They know how I don't many pixels have to go per to them. square inch, and I don't want to have to go to them at all. All this high level stuff. I don't know, man. I I I am more on the long lines of like, just give me the product that you want to give me, and I don't need to know what what it's hitting. If it's a fun gameplay experience, or if it's a fun oh, I agree experience, with that. no, I agree with that. Even if I'm hitting ten frames a second occasionally. I don't need to know that I'm hitting 10 frames a second occasionally. I just let me bury my head in the sand, guys. <laughs> just let me let me let me have this. Not knowing. There was a third piece of news. <laughs> Didn't you say it's relatively spoilery? It'll go- oh yeah! Wait, there's a fourth piece of news now, you mean? Do you have a charger? Because this is totally gonna die I while do. I'm reading this. Uh, it's gonna be in the other room though, so. Alright, well, we can just go until this uh, until this dies. If the sentence cuts off abruptly, it's because the phone died. All right. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Ryan Johnson directed it. Yes. He asked for a change. Did you see this article? No. He asked for a change to the end of The Force Awakens. What? That I did not know about. He asked for a ch- That happened? That happened. They did something. That JJ, that JJ changed for him. Are you going to say what it is? Yeah, I'm going to say what it is. Um, and it's not like super spoilery. This is like, I, I told Jonathan, like, this is, what did I say? The minor spoilers? Yeah, you said like the, the most like, minor of spoilers. Yeah, the most minor spoiler. And if this, and if I steer you wrong, just never trust me with these kind of things again. Got it. Okay. So, as The Force Awakens was wrapping up production, and its sequel, The Last Jedi, this is from, I'm just reading from Entertainment Weekly. And its sequel, The Last Jedi, was just getting underway. J.J. Abrams had not only resurrected the Star Wars universe, but he had introduced entirely new characters to the galaxy to carry the narrative forward. But as one film prepared to hand off the story to the next, The Last Jedi writer and director, Ryan Johnson, had a major favor to ask. Would Abrams mind changing the ending of his film just a little? Johnson already had a to-do list for the force once it awakened and he was involved early enough to know exactly where Abrams and co-screenwriter Lawrence Kasdan were taking things. But when he saw the planned ending, that silent scene of Ray returning and exiled Luke Skywalker's first lightsaber to him, he had a concern about who was accompanying her on that journey. His request will end up returning a long beloved star Wars figure to the center of the action R2D2. He said, quote, yes, the big favor was I asked if R2 could come with Ray and if BB eight could stay behind with the resistance. Johnson says, Originally, it was BB-8 who went with Ray, which makes sense for the story in a way. But I asked, "Can you do me this solid and switch the droids?" Um, they go through and say, uh, like, explain how R2D2 was asleep for the most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, it provides Luke with a beloved old friend after so many years in isolation. Johnson offered a little more insight into his request. This provides two of the original trilogy mainstays to move to the center of the Last Jedi. Yeah, interesting. That's pretty awesome. That's cool. I also I also like the idea of R two being there. Um, if if our theories are correct and she's gonna like train with Luke, because R two was there whenever Luke was training with Yoda as yeah. well. And there's a lot of uh, you know the, a lot of a lot of the original trilogy was trilogy was essentially seen from the eyes of R two and uh, and C three PO. So yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, this is now this gets into deeper territory. 
for everyone worried that Luke Skywalker might not have much of a role in the saga going forward, Johnson tells Entertainment Weekly that his is the central story. Quote, figuring out where his head was at was the very first thing I had to do in writing the movie. I had to crack this. And it had to be something for me that first and foremost made sense. Why did Luke Skywalker go off to this island? That was the starting point, and that's what the entire movie explores. Nice. Um, so we're going to get answers. We're going to get answers, which is awesome. Um, he said, why did uh, this is... They're posing these questions. The writer is, why did Luke run? Shouldn't he have stayed to fight to make the atrocity of uh, the Knights of Ren killing all the pe- pupils right? Does Flea make him a coward? Johnson says, quote, I didn't want it to. There has to be a good reason that makes sense to him and to some degree makes sense to us. And that's it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm pumped. So, I, I'm... Uh... We watched uh, before the Guardians of the Galaxy tonight the trailer mm-hmm. uh, again. It was after the whole seat kerfuffle, which which was really funny. <laughs> um, and uh, but yeah, after after that whole thing, we got seated and it was like, oh, this is there's a Star Wars trailer on, and it was like the perfect timing. So uh, watching that trailer again, I'm just man, I'm I'm pumped. Yeah, this yeah. is this is gonna be great. Yeah, and I'm worried about spoilers eventually like i feel like it's this in the one trailers is, well no not necessarily in the trailers just in general because i feel like this one is yeah. is far less guarded than force awakens was and I, I i'm not i'm not i don't have a problem with that necessarily because jj goes way over the top with it and i'm like that was r- the right call for the first star wars movie back in yeah. 20 years but like i'm always wary now of like okay there's a lot more moving parts. The, the story and the spoilers are not contained to just a one or two or three people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm, I'm wary of the, the spoilers, but that was, that was fine. That was Good. a fine one. Good. I think. I'm glad I'm wary as well, especially from, I mean, I'm surprised I even clicked on this thing because it's entertainment weekly who notoriously uh, spoiled Beth's death in the walking dead. Oh God. The, spoilers at, for the walking dead, Chris. No, at, I'm totally fine. at the end of like, I, no, only one, Coast had seen this yeah. show at that point. <laughs> it was like immediately on Facebook. And I'm like, yeah. what? I, what? <laughs> I was on the toilet. I remember the exact moment. I screamed. <laughs> Luckily, no one was home to ask what was wrong. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit of TMI? I'm not sure. Probably. But I totally, I yeah, it, I... Every time I see something about Star Wars, I'm like, well, here it is. This is the moment. Well, and this is the thing. Like, so I think what's happened with Star Wars is like people kind of have become desensitized to just general hype about Star Wars because it's just a constant thing now. So like, yeah. that's become the new normal. So now it's always like whenever I see something, I'm like, oh, I'm not clicking on that. It's like so-and-so reveals the plot to the next five movies. I'm like, no, I'm not <laughs> clicking on that. <laughs> the ones that get me are like the spoilers are in the title and in the picture as well. And you're oh, like, yeah, yeah. what are you doing? Who who approved I don't, this? I don't visit those sites. Uh, yeah, I that's... Uh, Occasionally, they'll pop up on like a retweet on Twitter, and you're like, "Why did you retweet this?" <laughs> Spoiling everyone. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm you super follow that Wars, person. Uh, the <clears throat> Luke Skywalker thought very interesting. I I am amped about him and R two being there. I'm amped about like finding out what's going on. And remind me, I'm gonna compare Guardians of the Galaxy to some Star Wars ish, a Force Awakens kind of stuff okay. a little bit later on. So okay. if I if I forget. Remind me. That's the news. Woo! Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. We saw it. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. 
There it is. The Spanish version. <laughs> the uh, yeah, we saw it. We uh, we just we didn't just get out of it. We got out of it a while ago. We saw it in IMAX. Yep. So just and it was 3D. Yep. The, uh, yeah. It's always so disconcerting if, with 3D whenever they, they... The first trailer that they show in 3D, it was the uh, Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. And it's like, it takes me that entire trailer for my eyes to get adjusted to like what yeah. 3D actually looks like and like how you're supposed to perceive <clears throat> it. And so uh, I'm... This, I, I'll just... I mean, it's not a spoiler. This is some of the worst 3D I think I've ever seen. Really? There was, there was a handful of parts where i thought it was cool but for the most part when it was i should not have been noticing it yeah it was yeah. so distracting mm-hmm. like there was a part like where you're trying to look through the, some of those windows and stuff yeah anytime it showed like a vehicle and like windows it yeah. was like the people inside were like a decal on the front of the window uh-huh. mm. and then like there was one part where kurt russell is talking and it's like a it's a very like steady shot on his face and the back of his head is like floating. No, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it and was like the, bluish. There, yeah. It was like a bluish hue. Yeah, was and there strange. was and there was another part uh, where they did kind of this like spin around the camera, and there was like yeah. this grassy knoll, and the grass on the ground was moving. Yeah, like it was rotating in the opposite direction, yeah. and I was like. Is it supposed? Is this part of like the planet? Like the ground moves, and then it showed another shot. I was like, nope. It's just there grass. were a few times where like I and I, I'm very susceptible to like getting eye strain and getting headaches like via th- the 3D and things like that in movies because there are times whenever I'm like I have to purposefully be like, okay, don't look at what's back there. Look at look at the intended like the thing. Right. The, this person's face. It's right there. Don't look at what's in the background. And that's like yeah. a little bit frustrating. But there was a couple of times where like it would be like a quick pan, like a like, oh we're spinning the camera around these people. And it would be a little bit too fast where I'm like, no, I can't focus on literally anything here. So there were a few 3D moments where I was like so disconcerted that it, it kind of freaked me yeah. out. So where I closed my eyes for a second and I went, okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> back gen- in it. Generally like just as a thing, we've talked on the podcast before. As a as a general kind of thing, uh, like three D is not necessary no. at all. I think like there's only there's only certain times whenever I feel like it is enhanced a movie, like and one being Gravity. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was insane. My goodness, <clears throat> and I remember specifically like whenever you go inside her helmet and yep. it was just like going past you, I'm like this is crazy. Yep. Um, it forces your head into that perspective too. Oh uh-huh. my gosh! So I actually good. really liked whenever we saw um, uh, Jurassic Park re-released mm, in 3D, that's right. IMAX 3D. It was that done was pretty really cool. well. It was it was done really well. I feel like they took well, it care can of it. be done really. well. I mean, yeah. when we saw Star Wars: Force Awakens in yeah, 3D, yeah. I thought it looked good. It was great. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange looked really good because all that's the right. trippy kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Really another cool uh, yeah it had a lot of cool visuals, and I feel like. This one also, there were numerous times where I felt like everything might have been too close to me sometimes, like mm-hmm. where I was like, ah, I feel like I'm, I'm uncomfortable because of this depth of field here. Whereas with Doctor Strange, it didn't ever feel like things were like ridiculously deep. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, aside from the 3D. Yeah. Just don't go see it in 3D. <laughs> but the IMAX side of it like was really cool. Yeah. Like the, there yeah. were some, there were some full kind of fuller frame. Yeah, there were full. I wasn't even expecting that. I wasn't yeah. either, but. It, I did there, notice that there were some fuller frames. And I like I was looking at it at one point, um, and I was thinking like, how would you do that? Like, if you crop this, mm. where you're going to crop it, it's like it's going to crop out some cool information, some yeah. cool stuff. So I wonder if maybe um, the release, yeah, the release have it in it, something like because I think like there was a one moment where like there was a planet, it was a full frame thing, and we were looking at a circle, right? Mm-hmm. And if you were to crop this the way a normal 
screen would be cropped, mm-hmm. it would crop off like the top part or the bottom part or both of this planet. And it's like, okay, so that's not as, that's <clears throat> definitely not as cool or visually stunning of a shot. Yeah. And, uh, so I did appreciate like some of the, the IMAX things that were going on. Yeah. yeah I can tell, like, I guess it's, they were shot with IMAX digital cameras. Oh, really? I, I mean, it, well, it said like shot the... on red at the very end. I oh, didn't was see it? Okay. If, never mind then. I didn't see if they had, does red have an IMAX camera? Well, it's IMAX quality, right? Anything 4K and up is considered good, good to go. Good to go for IMAX. Mm. Yeah, the uh, I think I don't know if it was like it wasn't like the obviously they're not using real like big film like they're mm-hmm. not filming oh, yeah, right, full right, right. full frame, but it obviously would have to be the digital stuff. So which Dunkirk man? Yeah, we were still in the seat kerfuffle whenever that was going on. I was kind of appreciative of that because with Christopher <laughs> Nolan what, films, what Megan said. <laughs> with, with Christopher Nolan films, I, I kind of like try to not pay attention to them until they're released. Um, and uh, and so like that that one was one that was kind of like, oh, the seat kerfuffle. We're good here. This is fine. <laughs> I feel like we need to explain this now. So we got there. We got to the, the theater. And I get this text from Megan that was like, you know, I start going down the aisle and I realize there's no seats. Yeah. And Megan kind of like yells at me like, they're, they've like oversold the, double sold the tickets. Like there's no, like everyone's sitting in the wrong place or whatever, which I guess it happened when she got there. Someone was sitting in her seat and all that kind of stuff. But And she obviously so kicked them I out. I left and I was like, uh, first I was like, uh, okay, well, let's stand here for a second. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to talk to somebody because I don't have any other solution than this. Yeah. I told, I, on my way there, she was texting me. She's like, yeah, everybody's kind of everywhere. And so like, that's why I texted you. I was like, hey, just get in some seats because <laughs> if this is literally mass chaos, yeah, yeah. then let's at least have some place to sit. Well, and so like it, the, we were halfway through the trailers and whatever, and, and it was like, ah, oh, there's like eight seats in the back row. So like, yeah. we grabbed like a few of them and it was like, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. yeah. Nobody came to, to claim them while we were there. Otherwise, I would have been like, well, it's like, it's not, it's not, it's not my fault somebody stole my seat down there, but it's also not your fault that I took your seat here. So right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this seat if you want it. So yeah. I was fully prepared to like vacate. So I uh, I went and talked to the the management, and he was like, I don't know, maybe they're in the wrong theater. Sometimes that happens. I'm like, okay. So we walked back, and yeah, they were for sure in the wrong theater. Uh, but then afterwards, we were talking like, well, we think this is intentional because. They had gone to a double showing, so they had just watched a movie in that other theater they were supposed to be in, and yeah. then it got up and moved to the IMAX theater. I'm like, interesting. I mean, there's lots of things that could have happened miscommunication wise because I feel like it's the uh, the RPX uh, cinemas, and like there's the what is the one the the big D down in uh, <laughs> yeah about down in uh, <laughs> Cool Springs. It's like these bigger screens, larger format screens that aren't IMAX screens. They're not like they're not the same actual format and people get confused where it's like, Oh, we're going to the IMAX. And it's like, really, they're talking about, we're going to the, the RPX or we're going to the, the oh, big yeah, D. Yeah. And it's like, so I think like the terminology of IMAX, it's like, it's like whenever you say, Oh, some people call all sodas Coke or all like colas Coke <laughs> or people are like, yeah, let me slap a bandaid on that. And it's like, Oh, it's the brand. It's not the actual, you know, I want a Kleenex. Right. It's actually a puffs. Right. And it's, <laughs> and so like, I feel like with IMAX specifically, with any big screen with big sound, it's everyone refers to it as an IMAX. So I could see how they're like, oh, well, we're probably, you know, let's go to the IMAX. But we're in the IMAX for this one. And then somebody else in their group's like, oh, the IMAX is over there. So let's go there. So I don't know. It's, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Chris is giving them the, uh, the old stink eye. Not any having benefit. any yeah, of it I'm over not, there. It, it's <laughs> RPX and IMAX. They do share one letter. 
That's right. But if you can read signs, then you should know. That's true. And if they hadn't just watched a movie in the yeah. one they were still supposed to still be yeah, in, you, you would understand. Yeah. I would understand. I'm glad that they. I'm glad that we got the seats that we got though. Yeah. And I'm again happy that while the Dunkirk trailer was going on, I was <laughs> distracted. Um, <laughs> Because I really am excited for that movie. What is that, July? It's July, right? Yeah, I think it's so. It's near my birthday. It's supposed to be on film. IMAX film again. Mm. Mm. Our theater film. better better get some. So we dude. shot it on. The oh whole gosh, thing. I'm so excited. Anyway. That's insane. So we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, though. Yeah. So, I'm like, oh, so okay. So uh, first of all, let's just like, kind of keep it on the visuals. So we should talk about like 3D and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Dude. Visually, I'm... I, I'm <laughs> Speechless. Speechless. That's all we have time for this week. Speechless. Thanks, guys. That's it. That's Speechless. it. Well, it's just like it's just beautiful. Like yeah. the colors are amazing. Yeah. The shot, like some of the shots are super cool. Like I, you know, I'm just kind of constantly like, this is awesome. You know. Yep. I I just want to see what what else I can come up with because there's I, a. I don't think this is spoilery, but you can shut me down real quick if you think so. <laughs> uh, getting ready to throw something at you. Zan 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 Zandar. Wait. Zan, Yondu. Yondu. Boom. Uh, there was a whole sequence with his little arrow thing. Yeah. And I oh, think that man. was that was one moment where the 3D was really cool. Yeah, yeah I was going to reference that. Uh, just because the trail that it would leave would leave this kind of uh-huh. 3D like red uh, stroke thread well, everywhere. And, and a lot of the colors of that like felt very... Um, <laughs> stay with me here. <laughs> felt very, uh, very cosmic bowling. Like where it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's bring black all light. the neon bowling lights and turn off all the lights. Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, dude. Whenever yeah. all black, yeah, yeah. it was yeah, like, cool. oh, oh, like, oh, yeah, man, that was just like super cool. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I know those are the kind of like it's feelings I had. You're just like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> There's so many like this movie really ramped up the fun factor. Yeah. And not in a way that like Marvel normally does. Or like, right. yeah, we're Marvel, right? <laughs> you know, and you're like. This felt so not like a Marvel film. Nope. And it felt so fun. And it felt so exciting. You're looking at me like that's not true. No, no, no. I, 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 don't, I don't think Jonathan liked this movie. I don't disagree. It's my like, first like, feeling. It wasn't that. It wasn't like... <laughs> So I, I don't disagree with you. I think that like it was it was a fun movie, and it was uh, it was a lot like because I watched like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One again like this past weekend. Yeah, and like that one being you know coming out of nowhere, that one to me didn't feel like a Marvel film. That one to me didn't. I don't feel think like either a, one of them do. That one didn't feel like a uh, what you would expect from like a superhero movie or from whatever, and because it's not. It's it's really it, there. But then this one comes along, and it's like by this point we kind of have inserted a lot of like the other, like the influence of the guardians of the galaxy volume one was felt in a couple of other like places, like with even like with civil war and things like that, where again, like they were like self-referential of like, Oh, superheroes, we're getting together. We're going to battle and stuff like that. The, uh, the, the jokes and things like that felt very similar, um, to guardians of the galaxy one. So like, I don't disagree that it like, okay, guardians of the galaxy doesn't feel like the other Marvel properties a lot of times, with the fun factor of it um, and the fact that, they're, you know, they're completely the characters of it. It's like, well, none of this matters. It doesn't feel like it, it, it the uh, especially like early on in the movie until like the big climax at the end. It's like they don't it doesn't really feel like a uh, like they really are super 
invested in like being serious about this. Like it's not a lot like, Oh, we're about to die every five seconds and they don't necessarily care that much. But I don't know, like the, the fun factor thing. I do feel like it's a, uh, it's a Marvel thing now. Like they've they've adopted the Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you watch Doctor Strange? Because that movie yeah, was not fun. I don't, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with any of this because no, Civil I War fundamentally disagree with everything you just like, said. Like <laughs> Civil War is not a fun movie. Yeah, I, no. I, I don't know that. I'll, I I I watched it like a month ago, and I'm like, I don't even really ever want to watch this again. No. Um, the uh, yeah, what were you saying, Doctor Strange? Strange. I it's it's a great movie. Yeah, but like again, just like super serious the entire time. I was and like, because Ooh. of that, some of the jokes, like they just, especially in Dr. Strange. I don't think I laughed once in Dr. Strange. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I laughed. I may have laughed. I think I laughed at the Wi-Fi thing. That was it. Yeah. Well, and that was in the trailer. So I didn't even really yeah, laugh yeah. at that. Yeah. I, true. I, I, I see that like this one's fully on loaded with like jokes and things like that. The thing, the thing with this movie is there was stuff that they set up at the very beginning. Yeah. That became jokes at the very, like in the end of the movie. Like it was, I felt like there was, there were some jokes that fell flat. I'm not saying it's perfect. There were a couple that were not funny, but I was caught off guard, caught off guard in a humorous way far more than I thought I would be. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, I, th- I feel like they, they did a good job of like, okay, we're serious. Cause I actually like this. I, like, I like, okay, we're being serious and okay, we're going to do a joke. And most of the time that thing, that joke didn't fall flat. It was like the weird in between ones. You're like, okay, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't need that, you know, kind of a thing or, or, or they hit it again, the yeah. same thing. And it's like, okay, the, by the third time, this isn't funny anymore. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, but I agree. Like, I think it's the most, uh, this is my favorite, probably my favorite Marvel franchise. Like it's the most fun. It's like the most intriguing. I just want to see more of it. Like I don't, you know, like whenever I walk out of Civil War, I'm like, well, that was cool, but I don't want to see this anymore. Like I want to see more of this. Yeah. Like way more of this. Mm. Um, and to the point where, like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's. I'm actually glad it's affecting the rest of the Marvel universe. Although I'm, I'm questioning how much it looks like the next Thor Ragnarok. The trailer makes it look like yeah, this is like super Guardians of the Galaxy ish. I have no idea if the actual so, movie will be well, like even that. To the point, well, I guess the, is that a spoiler? Yeah. that's a spoiler. Well, just for now, we'll say there is a Thor Ragnarok Easter egg in this movie. Yeah. You're going to have to explain to me. Wait, wait, wait. We'll have to do it. No, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you after the spoilers. Okay, so. okay, okay. So um. anyway, as far as like the, the acting goes, I feel like, like great job. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Golf, um, golf clap. Chris Pratt's still one of my favorite actors. Yep. Like he's just so relatable. Yeah. I mean, and I've been, so I've been watching back through Parks and Rec. Um, I've never, I haven't, this is my first time through. Yeah. And I was like, I understand. It's funny, like watching Parks and Rec, okay, I understand how Chris Pratt ended up getting the parts that he's gotten based on that. You're like, yep. is he just like so relatable in that show whenever everyone else is all these extremes? Yep. And he's even kind of a goofball extreme, mm-hmm. but he's like the most relatable person on that show. Yeah. And uh, he's kind of like Jim on The Office, kind of just yeah. grounds it. And I'm like, okay, I get it now. And it makes me appreciate like things like this way more, just seeing where he's come from. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, acting all awesome. Yeah. The I will like the the one thing I would say like if you're gonna take your kids, like there's some dirty jokes in here. There's like, some dirty jokes. There's oh, some yeah. heavy material, and I think it's one of the most violent. Yeah, Marvel definitely. Movies. I mean, we're talking the most deaths. Lots of people dying. Yeah, yeah, lots of people like, dying. Screen. Lots of people being impaled in slow motion and stuff. I mean, like, yeah, yeah it's like yeah, being aware of yeah. like of what 
Even I mean, though, like it, it takes the first one and then ups the ante on that. Yeah, uh, like I mean, on the violence and on the and on the, uh, like you said, like the dirty jokes. Like I feel like yeah. it's it's got more of all of those things that the first one had. So if you've like seen the first one, then it's like just multiply that by like ten, and then you're good. Yeah, I feel like if there had been blood, this would have been an R. Yeah, film, definitely. You know, even without language. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Anything else we want to say before we spoil? Do we do the go see it, don't go see it? Yeah. I say go see it. Like oh, yeah. this, this is a no brainer go see to me. Like <clears throat> it was it was I don't In, in my it. opinion, I know I'm, this is not everyone's opinion. I liked it better than the first one. Mm. See, and, I haven't determined that yet. Like I'm just kinda like Well, I, I can I, like I, I can get into some again. reasons later, but I mm. I like yeah. I feel like it was a more complex film. Absolutely. I, I liked the bad guy way more. Yep. Um he everything had more of a uh, universal consequence. Yep. Um, huge character arcs and yes. huge character transformations yeah. in this movie. Yeah. I mean, that was just for me. That was like what got me to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not right, as the, not as predictable as the first one. Wasn't um, straightforward. Yeah, it wasn't straightforward and it was predictable. Like it was. There was way more complexity to like what you're saying with like the pacing was out. pacing was far better. Um, because like the pacing, pacing in the first one, like it really doesn't get going until I mean they take a long time to to introduce each character and then to yeah. put them together and then for them to like team up. Mm-hmm. It takes them a long time in the first one to get there. Whereas this one, it's like right off the bat, you're you know that this is a team, and then it kind of you know we'll get into it in the the spoiler section, but like kind of takes the opposite approach uh, to like what happens next. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I. I do think like the pacing so much better. In fact, like the first while well, I was rewatching the first one, like the first half of that movie, I was like, wow, this is really a long time to get in. Mm-hmm. And then this one for me, the pacing, like if there was any patient issues, it was kind of like the first part of it was like the most exciting thing that were, was going on in the entire, entire movie there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like the thing, the, the, the odd thing is, um, it, well, man, is that a spoiler? Never mind. <laughs> I say if you liked the first one, you're gonna like this one. Um and then yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's it. So go see it if you like the first one. All right. <laughs> Spoiler countdown. It is counting down. Countdown. We should get the sound effects from twenty four. Oh, yeah. For the beep beep beep. See, but like, the, oh my gosh, I've like, I, I watched so many seasons of 24 that oh, I kind yeah. of like I'm that not a fan sound, of it. I'm just saying. that sound, it sends me into like, uh, like I'm like, ah, what's going to happen? <laughs> Three, two, one, throw out a spoiler. Drax has famously large turds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude. And very sensitive nipples. Yes, and very sensitive nipples. <laughs> the, uh, the the jokes, especially like during the first half of this movie, were like landing really, really well. Yeah, um, I uh, I very much in, enjoyed a lot. Like I laughed a, a lot during the like the first part of this movie. So good. Yeah. Um. So what I was gonna say, like before, I just completely lose it. Yeah. Um. Is I feel like this movie, like, and it was kind of this way after the first one too, but this Marvel movie has set up. The Infinity War way better than any other Marvel movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> like other than the the tags at the end of the movies, there's no relation to Thanos at all, except for Guardians of the Galaxy and then barely Thor. Right. Yeah. So I think so. You're saying like the with the with Gamora and with Nebula, like the two people yeah. who are most closely related yeah. to Thanos, it sets it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that yeah. this. I mean, if I if Guardians of the Galaxy didn't exist, 
I don't think whenever Infinity War comes around, it would even make sense. <laughs> like, what, why, what's happening, mm-hmm. or it why? It would seem a little out of left field, yeah. They kinda, and he wouldn't like, feel yeah. like a big villain, either. And no. I feel like, like they're going to have to, because... I. Guardians of the Galaxy is super popular, but they're going to have to like wrap that into because the the same exact thing is going to happen. I feel like with people who haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever, like, um, but I did feel like the first one actually dealt with Thanos more directly than this one did, um, because he was sending Ronan out to to do these things. Like essentially, he was the uh, yeah the the big big bad. Yeah, it, it dealt with him more, but I think this gave you more of a reason to go after him now. True, because you actually understand the depth, like. Man, this is a bad dude. Mutilate his own daughter just to make her feel like that was his motivation for her. Yeah. Was to like rip her limbs off and replace them with robotic parts. And that's like the, the, uh, that like super dark and like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's like, that makes you really like hate this, this bad guy. Like uh, at this point, I don't like if Iron Man kills Thanos, I don't care. Like whatever. Let, let freaking Nebula kill Thanos. (laughs) Yeah. She's the one who needs to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, so like along those lines, like uh, the big bad in this, like eliminating, um, oh, EO, is that right? Or, uh, uh ego? ego, ego, that's yeah. right. Ego from the equation, like this, this planetary being yeah, yeah. is, uh, I feel like that was a super important step to take in, yeah. in, in freeing up there to be space where it's like, ah, oh, you know, Thanos, he's gonna, he's this big, big bad. Yeah. And so you've gotten this guy, like the the planetary destroyer, out of your way right. there. Um, and I thought, like, dude, I, it's it was. Uh, I don't know. I, I I need to think through it. Maybe we can talk through it. But the the fact that um, I feel like they delivered on his father being someone of consequence, like they kind of played up who hey, who's your father, blah blah blah. Yeah. And they like in the first movie they set up all the things with like why did um z- z- uh. Zandu, Zandu, yeah, Yandu. Yandu, Yandu, not take him to his father like right. he was supposed to, yeah. and all that kind, and all that that pl- uh, paid off. And I yeah. remember seeing interviews with James Gunn being like, "We know who his father is." Like, I feel like a lot of this was planned like from the beginning. Yeah, and uh, well, even after Guardians One, I remember there being like articles where it's like, "Oh, there's two possibilities that it could possibly be," and this was one of them uh, from like the comics and stuff. And so, I yeah, you're right. Like they delivered on it being this kind of an epic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was all about that too. Yeah. Um, having, this is my comparison to star Wars. So having watched, um, guardians of the galaxy volume one last weekend, and then going directly into this, it's interesting. Like the big question, the only question really other than like, Oh, well what happened? Like where did Nebula, Nebula go or where did, you know, Yondu end up or whatever, other than those kind of lingering, where are these characters, uh, questions? The only question left at the end of volume one was, who is Peter's father? Mm-hmm. And so like answering that question is the, honestly the only thing here. Whereas like with star star Wars, we talked about a few weeks ago where there's lots of like mystery boxes strewn throughout the force awakens. And so there's numerous directions that they can take this franchise. in. whereas like this, this sequel, if it hadn't been all about who is his father, it's like, it would have felt, felt yeah. like out of left field and disappointed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and I, like, I think there's pros and cons to both because Agreed. like I was talking to, uh, to some friends the other day at lunch and was just like, I almost don't like the fact that like that, uh, JJ put so many mystery boxes in the force awakens because now it's just like, there's just so much to deal with. It's the same thing he did with lost. It was like yeah. polar bears and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, okay, well, you know, we're not going to get to all these and some of them we can't even make sense. Right. You know, like, <laughs> 
I don't think he went crazy, crazy, but there's just so many in there that I'm like, we're probably not going to get to some of this. And I don't know with as ongoing as Star Wars is, though, I feel like eventually they'll probably be able to answer a lot of that. So maybe if you want to go looking for it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe with even with like the books and like the side things, comics and stuff. But like with this movie, like, again, it would have been a disappointment if you go in and it's like, oh, we're not dealing with his father at all. Yeah, you know, yeah, that sort of thing. So <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like it was the one thing where like this has to has to be what happens next. Yeah. So which I mean, a lot of the. A lot of Marvel movies are kind of like that now. Like if the spider, if if Spider Man all of a sudden didn't have like if this next Spider Man didn't have Tony Stark in it, that wouldn't make any sense. True, right. you know. We're true. Well, and if the next like whatever the next uh, the next mainline Avengers or Captain America movie doesn't deal with like the rift that has been you know, yeah put into the uh, the Avengers lives, it's like well that wouldn't make sense. But it's yeah. like because that's the only really thing hanging above our heads now with yeah. that. So yeah, you're right. Dude, I, and I do love like what you're talking about where, okay, we start out, we're together, we're a team, like we're doing this cool thing, and I love the whole opening sequence with oh, Baby gosh. Groot and everything happening yeah, behind it. dancing yeah. it up. That was, that was like the best. I feel like that was my favorite... <laughs> My favorite sequence in the entire thing because it was super unexpected, yeah. like very unpredictable. We were like, wait, what? You know, and then it, it went on for <laughs> so the entirety long. of this song. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and, and uh, it's like a three through, minute long one Yeah. It's like halfway through, like I was kind of like, are we still doing this? And it yeah. was, it was, it was kind of one of those things. Um, and I guess like you extrapolate that out to, uh, to, to like some of the other other jokes that they had throughout the entire thing. There were some moments where you're like, we're still doing this and like <laughs> yes. for better or worse. Like sometimes yeah. it was like, yeah, this is great that we're still, still on this. And then other times, like you mentioned, like by the third time you hear, right. you know, the same joke or a, a twist on the same joke, you're yeah. kind of like, ah, it's not funny anymore. guys. Right. This is, you know, so, but yeah, the, uh, that whole opening sequence, super fun. Cause like if you, you can watch to the different planes, that was one of the ones where I was like, okay, no, I can't focus on what's back there this early in the movie. Yeah. I have to be focused. Like I have to look back yeah. at the, the 3d. What, yeah. Because of the 3d. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I love that. I love that, that like that we did separate them in a, in a not like, so I was glad that we separated them because that was cool. Like it's cool. Like, okay, let's, let's kind of send them off in their own directions right now. But they did it in a way that didn't like destroy the team in the process. You know right. what I mean? I hate movies that do that where it's like, hey, we're gonna like separate them all because they're all mad at each other. They you almost know? did that with Rocket and, but, uh, I mean, and that, Peter. That was that, kind of felt shoehorned in. Which one? Like the well, them being mad at each other. Like he was leaving, Peter was leaving, and he was like, "Why are you gotta be well, like this?" And like yeah. they, they kind of shoehorned this like emotional like they're mad at each other aspect in right there. And I was kind of like, ah. I feel like that was already there, like because from the first movie, and that's kind of why I think they they did that because they wanted to deal with okay, we gotta have to deal with Rocket's just general bad attitude yeah. in general, and. We then we like, we explained it whenever it's like he he connected with Yondu and he's like you are me like okay I get it now now I understand why he's so ticked off all the time yeah. you know that kind of thing and that's whenever he's you know I don't think well I think that in the future I think Rocket will be he'll still be Rocket I don't think he'll just be angry at the entire team anymore you yeah know? yeah or any I mean he was just angry at everybody right yeah. right. Um, yeah, and like, and again, like that, that, like, it, it felt really abrupt to me, though, like with that one line of dialogue meaning setting up this thing. And I, cause I, again, I thought I liked the, uh, the payoff of his like storyline near the end, Rocket storyline, but like just the setup to it, I was like, oh, that feels like, well, I was kind of like weird because this isn't anything new. Um, cause, you know, he wasn't any more aggressive or less aggressive than he has been in the, in the previous movie. Yeah. So I just kind of like, 
saw it as like, well, he's been like this on all their adventures up to this point, I guess, you know, and it's just kind of like, okay, this is just getting old, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and, I, and even, even with the, the, at, at, cause I, I thought it was interesting. I'm like, this makes it feel like it was an intentional, which makes it more, it, it, it isn't annoying anymore at that point. Like, so like throughout the film, there's just like all this, like, okay, we're just yelling at each other, like yeah. through like most of this movie. And then they address it at the end where he's yeah. like, you're just yelling at each other. You don't even like each other. You're yelling at each other. And I don't necessarily agree with like, oh, if you're family, you just yell at each other all the time. Yeah. But I get the, the, the sentiment where like, okay, <clears throat> you know, like you're calling each other out. Like you're just, you know, you still live, love each other, even though you are, you know, doing this. Like, so I, I like the fact that like, hey, we're going to call this out. Like, this was an intentional call out, yeah. at least. Yeah, I thought I just I don't know. I know that, uh, like uh, Megan Ledford, who's been on the podcast mm. before, mm-hmm. right? She had told us beforehand that she wasn't super thrilled with the film. Um, she she didn't like the jarring like humor to. Uh, like going from humor to serious really fast and stuff like that. I I don't know. I felt like this movie was so much more responsible with its story and with its characters mm-hmm. in the sense that uh, yeah. there was a lot of payoff, um, both with <clears throat> plot devices, but then also with like just character motivations and stuff like that. Uh, I love the fact that like the stolen batteries at the beginning yes. are the good. things that were used to destroy yes. the planet at the end. Like, I, I usually catch on to that kind of stuff when it's like, hey, this is important. You're like, okay, well, they're going to use yeah. that later. Like, they brought, I think it's because they brought it up so many times after that. You're like, okay, this is just what this is. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was like, but they hit it underneath, this is just who Rocket is. Yeah. Because he just steals stuff. Yeah. Because he can't help himself. But then at the very end, they bring it back to basically be the saving grace for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I loved that. That was cool. Yeah, that was I really loved, cool. Uh, I loved the, like, just the character arc of... Uh, Nebula, the mm-hmm. character arc of Yondu, the mm-hmm. character arc of Rocket, like those three mm-hmm. both went from just like one side to the other. Yeah. And just to see that, like you did three crazy character arcs in one movie and then to have it end on like the most amazing space Viking funeral of all <laughs> yes. time. Oh my gosh. And then the last shot is Rocket Raccoon with a single tear coming down his cheek. I'm like, Guys, talk about <laughs> stick the landing. Like that's yeah, interesting, dude. That's, I was cry. I, I, I was tearing up and about to cry at the end. Yeah, see, I didn't have that reaction at all. Like I, when you I compare, it was completely like the Yondu specifically. That that was a completely unearned story arc uh, to me. I thought it was great. No, I loved it. Yeah, like, when you compare, when you compare in the first movie where he literally beats the bad guy by dancing him to death. Yes. I'm like, that's such <laughs> yeah. bull crap. Like, yeah, yeah, I remember being in the theater being like, I watched this entire movie so you could have a dance off with this guy. Hmm. Like that's, that's not earning it. No, no, I, I totally, I totally like that one. Yeah. Specifically like in the first one, that was, that was under, but again, I loved the, the climax with the bomb and with like being able to get everybody out of there and stuff. It was specifically the Yondu thing where I'm like, we're, you know, finishing on this, um, well, the Viking funeral for th- his abusive father and like in the most unearned like redemption story of all time where it's like he doesn't earn up to almost anything. And in fact, like it's it was never uh, I think Megan actually said it, it was never fully stated like that he 
didn't deliver him to his father because he was trying, he knew what was going on trying to save him. That sort of thing. But it's like, they didn't deal with it together. Um, in the end. So I don't know. I, 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 uh, that was, he told him, he told that to him when they were, when they were in the ship, he's like, that's right. He did. Didn't he? Yeah. He told, he told him like, whenever I found out what they, what he was doing to all those other kids, then Mm -hmm. I, there's no way I was taking you to him. Yeah. And like, and I, and I just, I mean, sure. Yes. I mean, so this is, I feel like where our culture is at right now, but like, yeah, he shouldn't have like told him he was going to eat him. Like it's kind of, <laughs> kind of emotionally and verbally abusive. Doesn't make 100% of the rest of what he did wrong. You know, I mean, like one thing doesn't discount a person. No, but at the same time, like the, even, even the, all of the other people like showing up or whatever, it's, it was talking about like, Oh, we, we radio and told them what he did. And I'm like, well, why? Like they, it doesn't seem like they would necessarily care about that because he still, in fact, like broke their code or whatever it was. Um, and so, like it, the the whole the whole premise of the I mean, I feel like that's the ending there felt really like shoehorned in that way too. Like where it's like, oh, we're gonna take this take this moment and like extrapolate it and make it a uh, make it a big scene where like the things the trappings around that that whole uh, situation where it's like, oh, well, this person's connecting with this person and then this person's having a conversation with this person. Like all that stuff was great and I liked the fact that it all happened in one place. It's just the place that it happened felt really like I don't know unearned. Like I said. I mean, I liked I liked the ending, like even when they show up, because it's like you know, it's I don't think they thought that Yondu had it in him. They thought he's just a failure. He's just this guy. He doesn't adhere to the code. And then they find out, okay, he had a reason for not adhering to the code. Also, um, he uh, he just saved the whole galaxy. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, like okay, we're gonna show him some grace and some respect. He was part of us, whether we like it or not. And you know, he's, he was saying that you know they. They they raised him. It's almost the same relationship that Peter had with him. He had with them as a whole. Like they saved him. Like if he had allegiance to them because they saved him from his from slavery, basically. Yeah. I. I don't know. This is one of those rare moments (laughs) where where Fultron enjoyed a movie more than a right. That's right, man. Yeah. I mean, and again, like it was just like I said, just his character arc where I'm just like, man, of all the of all the things to to extrapolate out and to rally around at the end. It's like I didn't like him necessarily in Guardians of the Galaxy one and you're not supposed to. And then but in this one, they didn't fully like sell me on like his redemption story, as it were, like even at the end. And you said he saved the whole galaxy. But like, what did he really like? What key part did he really do other than saving Peter? I mean, if he hadn't showed back up, they wouldn't have had the ship. But was it him that brought them there? Or was yeah, Rocket because he that brought n- them there. No, because he was the one who, like, without him, he wouldn't have. The Rocket wouldn't be able to wouldn't have been able to kill everybody inside the space pirate ship, whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. You know, like he killed his entire crew. But at like, the same everyone. time, but at the same time, he was upset that Rocket had brought them there. Right up until the end, he was still in the, I don't want any part of this camp. And then, you know, he's like, why did you bring us here? He's like, because we have to save, we have to save Peter. So I, I totally bought the rocket turnaround and, uh, and that whole thing. And even the whole idea of like, oh, we're, we're, we're the same person. We're like, we're similar because it's like, we're angry at everybody all the time. And we, you know, that sort of thing. I totally bought that, but it was, it was the turnaround where it's like, 
But but we but this thing, they, John, they've already established that beyond all odds, no matter what, he's going to protect Peter. Like that's why he say he he was like at you know when they were on the planet, he found Rocket. He's like, hey, let's just you know take the the uh, uh, the power whatever they were called batteries, batteries and sell them for a quarter of what we were going to get. You know, like. And they're like, why are you going to protect Peter? You know, like, again, every time you protect Peter, yep. protect Peter, protect Peter. We already know that that's his heart over and over and over and over again. He's been doing that his whole life, Peter's whole life. Like, it is. I don't remember exactly what the specific thing was. Or I think he, he, I don't think he said, why did you bring us here? I think he said, what did you, why did you do that for? Like, jumping 700 times or whatever it was <laughs> instead of, like, you know, the max is like 50 <laughs> you're supposed to do. That was wild. Dude, that was such a great scene, that was a good dude. Whenever Groot just like throws up and it doesn't like move, it pours out of his mouth. <laughs> He's like smiling at the same time. It just comes out. Oh my um, god! I think it was more like, "What did you do that for?" And Rock is like, "Well, I wanted to save Peter, so like, how you know what am I supposed to do? Yeah. You know that kind of thing." Like I didn't see it as like why are we here like let's get out of here and like that was never once his attitude. I don't know like because even whenever he entered the coordinates in and he was like why are you taking you know it's like why are you taking us there or like whenever well, he said we're going I'll, to this spot and he goes what why and he tried to stop him and that then we get into the whole like a thousand jumps. But did Zandu? I mean, did uh, Yandu even know that he was? Uh, there yet? I don't even think that he'd been exp- that they told him that that's where Peter went. Hmm. I don't think that conversation. I don't know. I I was having too much fun. The uh, <laughs> they said Nebula the there, but other. I mean, like so somebody somebody knew, but maybe Yondu didn't know. But like his that was his. He did uh, send Nebula there. That's right. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, again, all of that like it felt very odd to me at the end. We can we'll disagree on that. Agree yeah, yeah. to disagree, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the Yondu story arc didn't sell me. Um, the uh, the rocket. I love like separating them in this way like i was i was skeptical at first whenever we like broke the team up because yeah. i'm always skeptical it's like oh you don't go see a team movie to have like the team in two completely different plot lines yeah. and so that was strange for like a few minutes um but then like they started dealing with like these other things like so it's like oh i can see where this is going mm-hmm. we're all going to end up in the same spot and I, I like that was a it was a it was probably the best handled way of like taking a team and breaking it up it's almost like in a lot of movies, like whenever you do that, take a take a team that you love and then break them apart. It's almost like removing like the Flash's powers for an episode of of the Flash or something yeah. like that. It's like it's well, like taking Superman and be like, yes. I didn't I didn't pay my ticket to see Superman not be Superman. Right, I agree with that. Like, because yeah, I've talked about that before. Like, I hate whenever you take away people's powers because that's r- ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I feel like in this movie they did it the way that they they. There were two ways you can go with that. Whenever you break up the team, you're either showing that the whole team is a like they're using the only reason they succeed is together, and they're they use each other as a crutch, or you do it like this, where it's like they can actually succeed on their own to an extent. Like whenever Rocket takes out all those guys by himself, yeah. Until <laughs> you know Yondu, yeah, he's just crap, you know. Like, and so I feel like that's kind of how they all are anyway. Like they can succeed on their own. They could get by. It just wouldn't go as well yeah. as yeah. it would otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, you know, whenever we whenever we initially like put the team back together, the uh that final moment where like everyone's back together, it feels a little bit a little bit more 
solid, like where you're like, yeah. oh, we're safe again. Because yeah. it's like whenever everyone's separated, like you're kind of uncomfortable about it. You know, you're like, oh, what well, anything could happen yeah, that, to, to Peter. It's that pan around. Like, isn't that when they got back together? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> did like the <laughs> Age of Ultron pan around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, so good. Poor Mantis. Dude. Mantis, watch out. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> oh my gosh. Mantis is such a crazy, weird character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's just like, she's the butt of every joke. She's just like, poor girl. Oh my gosh. It was hilarious. Can't catch a break. The, uh, <laughs> That moment, like, and the action scene that preceded that, and I guess like a lot of the that final like moment where like, oh, we're fighting down all these like both the uh, the ships as well as like the different like uh, glowing arm tentacle things. Yeah, that was awesome. Like whenever you're panning around like that, I definitely had that whole like Age of Ultron Civil War kind of uh, direction. Like where, it, and it was intentionally so, like you said, so they could do that gag specifically. Yes. Um, with like the, the, the theme of, uh, of, of the, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy going on with these nice horns and stuff below them. And, uh, and so like, that was very like where it seems like, like, as I mentioned before, like I, I feel like that this movie is influenced or Guardians of the Galaxy volume one influenced some of the other Marvel movies in ways. I feel like that was like a total, like, let's take the trope of like all these superheroes doing their action things and panning around and then, and then like turn it on its head a little bit here yeah. and, and still make them look like complete idiots in some ways <laughs> <laughs> yes um i loved uh i loved all the vi- like the visuals on that planet like whenever gamora was out there just on her own yeah I'm like oh my gosh this just looks so cool the sky coloring was yeah nice. dude and then um uh whenever like just that the building that he was in with all the like stuff on the floor the intricate like just like, yeah art or whatever it is on the floor. It's yeah. Like, man, this is just that amazing. matched his jacket. Yeah. Which I was true. like, Oh, that's, it's a nice touch. This, this dude is literally creating everything kind of in this, what he views as the perfect way, which was two of the, uh, the, uh, bad guys in this film, like kind of took that way where it's like the first people that were saving their, their batteries and we stole from them or whatever. Yeah. It's like, they have that whole creepy, like we're, you know, Oh, we have, we, genetically designed perfection and like yeah. that whole horrible kind of thing about it where it's this looming idea. And then whenever you get to him, it's like, take that and multiply it by a entire universe and galaxy yeah. where he's like going to take these planets and kill everything on them and make them in what he envisions as perfection. So, so I thought that was a really deep and dark, uh, theme to, to investigate with two different villains. Yeah. Like, and, and- I mean, there are some dark themes in there for sure. Like even like when we were talking about Yondu was killing everybody. Like it looked really pretty, but I was like, he is mass murdering yep. all these people. Yep. <laughs> like these are all like just, these guys are just dying. Like everyone's just falling in slow motion. Yeah. I'm like, holy cow! It's like this is this is this is visually exciting, but also kind of horrifying at the same time. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the whole anti-hero thing in this movie, and like again, they took everything from the first movie and multiplied it by like ten because of things like that. Where yeah. it's like you have these these people, and you're like. And that's what, like part of the thing with Yondu specifically. Like, I was, I was like, I feel like they're wanting me to root for him, but it's like it's really, really hard to root for this guy because of all those things, you know. And it's like, ah, it's just a terrible person. Um, and uh, and then in the end, you know, whenever, whenever we have like Rocket, you know, t- turning around and like he has the tear and stuff like that, I I, I enjoyed that story arc as well with Rocket specifically because it's like he, you're right from the first one he's really just angry at everybody, a whole team and they argue all the time. And so like, if, if we can kind of get past that after this, like that'll be 
uh, a good place to see, I think, his character in specifically. Yeah. Because I felt like everyone except for Rocket had matured a little. Well, uh, Drax. Drax uh, really uh, doesn't mature ever. Yeah. He just laughs more now. Yeah, true. Yeah, That's he's right. way happier. Yeah, I was going to say, he's in a, he's in a, you know, a less, uh, less revenge oriented state. Yeah. There was one thing. Uh, that Marvel still hasn't learned its lesson on when you, and it was even more obvious in this because it takes place in space. And then you go to cut scenes that are on earth and mm-hmm. earth is being attacked. Mm-hmm. You have to show the Avengers. You have to right. show somebody. Yeah, what, like, okay. It, somebody and, it's a perf- and it's a perfectly missed opportunity because picture this. All right. So you got that blue goo, yeah. comes out of the ground, takes out the Dairy Queen. Yeah. I mean, what if you just get like Iron Man and Spider-Man and they show up and they're like, holy crap, what are we going to do? What do we do with it? And then it just stops and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And so then it's like, yeah. like everything stops. They're like, and all the people are like, oh, thank you for saving us. You know, it's like they start getting credit for it, right? And so they start signing autographs. And then you cut back to it starting up again. And they're yeah. like, yeah, okay, all right. And then it stops again. And there's like, oh, screw it, man. I'm just, yeah. let's go home. I mean, you know, it, it would have been a great, it been a great opportunity gag. for yeah. some comic relief to yeah. have like the Avengers not know what the crap is going on. Right. And the thing is, they can do it because they did it with Ant Man. Like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Wait, where was it? Oh, when he he storms the Avengers facility and meets uh, that's right, Falcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But I mean, I, that's not like yeah, because they could they could use like Falcon or they yeah, could he's, use he's Falcon or Hawkeye well, or Spider Man or yeah, whoever. It doesn't matter which one. Just yeah. one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking like for a, for a Robert Downey uh, cameo, it might be rather expensive. <laughs> right, that's true. For like a thirty second scene. Yeah, I yeah. just think that's a perfect opportunity because the Avengers don't know about yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxy yet. Nope. Right, it would just be so awesome for them to be like. And when they finally meet, they can just be like, "You're the, you're the blue goo." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The blue goo, that was you guys. Yeah, the uh, I feel like yeah that aspect. I didn't think of it during the actual movie, but now that you mentioned, it's like it is a glaringly obvious like weird thing. Like if Earth, the Earth in the Marvel universe is so like on the edge of a knife because we have like in Captain America films we have the uh, the entire aircraft carriers crashing into the city we have the aliens invading in Avengers 1 we have Ultron they drop an entire city on top of you know down to the earth and and then mm-hmm. now in this is there's blue goo in the middle of Kansas somewhere or whatever Missouri well yeah Missouri in the behind of the Dairy Queen and uh, <laughs> and it's just so strange like the, those people must live in constant fear of <laughs> random things yeah. that they can't explain which actually, the Agents of Shield kind of deals with the uh, the constant fear they live under. So, was the Zune uh, just like <laughs> a knife twist <laughs> to Microsoft, or was that some weird product placement? Because that doesn't exist anymore. No, no one has a Zune. There's no Zune. I, I don't know. <laughs> that was genius. That was so, like because it's like, oh, this is gonna be like he's looking at it as if it's futuristic he's technology. Like, everyone has one. Everyone has one of these. <laughs> I don't know. Like what? I thought it was it was uh <laughs> they probably like they couldn't get Apple to pay for one well, you know, product placement. Oh, you don't really have to get them to pay for it. No, just, like just put it in there. It was, oh, I like man. I'm like wow. I love it. <laughs> what a way to dig it in. <laughs> Deep cut, man. That was a good one. Some old wounds. That was a good one. I love uh, I love that Rocket likes Earth music just as much, if uh-huh. not more so than yeah. Peter does. Yes, I thought that was really oh, a, dude the a whole nice, fun, the whole Trash fun, Panda fun. comment. <laughs> Oh my gosh. 
He's like, all right, fine, trash panda. And he's like, what? Is that, is that better? It's not better. It's worse. <laughs> so much worse. Probably my favorite joke, like just straight up joke in the thing was uh, was whenever he, he he's like, he's like, oh, you're, you look like Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. Like, that was the best. Is he cool? I'm he's Mary like, Poppins, He's like, yo. he's really cool. <laughs> he's like, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> That's good, man. Oh my gosh, that was so good. That was the best. Yeah. I also like. So, what were the people called in the beginning? The I gold can't people? remember the gold people. Oh, I don't know. So, like, this is this is how I envision. I'm like, this is genius. So, like, turn this into like like a, a '80s like teenager show, okay? And you have like the big thing they're trying to stop from happening. And then you have this bumbling cop who's always trying to chase him down and like can't ever get ahead. And he's just like, he's just an annoyance. Yeah. That's what these guys were. Yeah. <laughs> and I bumbling. loved the like Galaga <laughs> asteroid sound effects yes. in their simulators. What's really funny about like, <laughs> yeah, that was I, like whenever they did that, whenever they panned out, I was like, Oh, those are, those are drones. Like they're not actually in those. I was like, that's genius. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so you can imagine that someone at some point goes, wait, we don't even have to be in our ships. And they go, that's genius. And so, well, yeah, that's why the arcade was invented. It yeah. took the arcade and weaponized it. Um, but the, they're uh, all standing around the guy. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> yes. the last guy. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, you suck. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> well, he's so so upset about it, too. Like, oh all of those people were like immature teenagers on that yeah. planet. <laughs> you suck, Paul. It was, it was, uh, that was a weird one, man. Like the other thing about that planet, they set up in the post credit sequence, a Marvel villain, oh, Adam. Yeah. And it's like, when is this going to pay off? Because like, we know what the next, like what, like three or four years worth of Marvel movies are. It's definitely Guardians of the Galaxy three. And so it's like, it's th- these people aren't going to pay off, uh, you know, if for years and years at this point. Yeah. Um, three, I don't think I, I don't think I understood any of the references in any of the post credits. I had to look up Adam. Adam is uh, just like somebody in the universe. He's like super fast, like super strong. He's gold, like so it like fits in with the rest of them. Like he's just gonna be a bigger, badder like guy that like that they'll sick on him. I guess maybe. Who are the group of people that were part of the the Viking space pirate funeral? <clears throat> they were like standing with Stallone, and like one of them, one of them looked like the the fish dude from Hellboy, <laughs> but he was red. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know who those guys were supposed to be. Yeah, I didn't get that. I love the fact that Sloan was in there. And then what's his face from Mission Impossible? Yeah. I forget his name. I'm going to look it up. Ving Rames. Ving Rames? Yeah, from uh, from um, Mission Impossible. Okay. Yeah. All that stuff. Um, what were we talking about? The post credit sequences. Oh, uh, post credit sequences. Yeah, okay. So hang on. I'm, there was like five of them. There were yeah. six, um, I think. Totally, like so in, in total. The first one. If you count one, the very first one, which actually like was right at the end of the movie, not necessarily post credits, but yeah. What was the first one? The first one was I'm pulling it up here. I think oh, there's the, only five. Yeah, you're right. There's only five. The second one was the the whistle arrow stabbing yes. Drax. That was awesome. That's hilarious. <laughs> he starts screaming. He just and he wouldn't stop screaming. Yeah. He just like he wasn't <laughs> pulling it out or anything. He's just gonna scream. <laughs> That's right. That was the first one. That was the first one. That was the first. That was the first one. Yeah, the whistle yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, the uh, where he's he's testing out Yondu's thing. Okay, which oh, that's yeah, actually you're right. so that's actually uh, James Gunn's brother. Oh, Sean Gunn. Interesting. Okay, and I was so, gonna say he yeah. kind of looks like James. I Gunn. liked that character a lot. Yeah, he was yeah. a very empathetic character. So the uh, okay, so here we go. So the the Sylvester Stallone one. Um, this is from Vanity Fair. They said the. Uh, they snuck in an, the original Guardians of the Galaxy lineup into the movie. Well, I mean, what was what? 
What was the original lineup? So Sylvester Stallone was playing a version of character Starhawk or Stakar. And then let me see in the film, blah, 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 blah. I mean, so I guess this is original from what? The originals. Um, from what? Yeah. So I, they're talking about the comic, I guess. Okay. Like the, uh, so it's the original cast of the comic with the outfits and stuff like that. So there's a few of them left out is what, what that article is saying as well. So I don't know. Now, the only one that really matters is one. that one with Adam. Like that's the only one that has any consequence or any yeah. like bearing on the rest of the movie. Although I like, except for like, I guess I wonder how old Groot will be in the next movie. I would imagine. Is it going to be teenager Groot? I think like you'll probably get back to full grown. I think like that's yeah. like that was implying the time has passed, and so like it was after the first one, like he was just a seed at the end of that movie. But yeah. then in the post credits, he was like barely a uh, yeah. like a head and arms in a yeah. pot, and then so in in this one he was baby Groot, and so if you you assume like you push forward, and it's like oh he's a teenager, and then so I suspect he'll probably be like young adult. I mean, the next time we see the Guardians of the Galaxy will be in Infinity War, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. So I, yeah, they're gonna bring back Big Groot for that. Yeah, I don't think they could. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, um, he's such an iconic the Easter egg character. The Easter egg of Ragnarok is that uh, in the credits, when the credits are rolling, right. there's these circles and there's cast members dancing in the circles. Yeah, one of them is Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see. So that. it's not a consequence. It's not. It, no, it's not anything important. But it's just kind of like, oh, oh he's there. He's yeah, there. he's there. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I, I, I will say reiterate what I said earlier. I love like this part of the Marvel universe, like yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor. Like they've kind of always existed in this kind of like weird part of the universe. I'm like, this is my favorite thing. Like <laughs> the rest of it feels just super boring now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think like you think about Thor and uh, I love, love the fact that like lit, like in the second movie and the third movie or whatever, they discovered like the most interesting thing about Thor yeah. is not like the earth. It's yeah. like, it's the other things that he does. And so like, this is the same way where it's like, well, while it's interesting to see like, earth back in the eighties or whatever, or, or save the earth in this way where, you know, let's save the Dairy Queen. <laughs> the, uh, well, I guess they didn't save the Dairy no. Queen though. No, that Dairy Queen's gone. Um, I'm surprised it lasted as long as it did. 37 <laughs> years, man. Yeah, dude. It didn't go out of business. I mean, they updated the look like it looked like they were doing well. Anyway, the, uh, <laughs> the coolest thing about like this universe is like what's out there, you know, and it's, it's, and this one specifically, I think, and depending on how Thor Ragnarok goes, like seeing the crazy different and oddities that are out there is, yeah. uh, is the thing. So, yeah. yeah. Are we ready to rate this? Let's do it. All right. What do you give this? I'm going to give it a nine. Nice. Wow. It's one. Of, it's, it's up there. It's probably one of my favorite Marvel movies. Oh man. This one's a tough one. Cause like, yeah, there's thing like, I don't remember what I rated the first one. And, uh, but I would put it like essentially on, on the same par as the first one. Um, so I know it doesn't help at all. Yeah. Throw out a rating though. I'm going to give it a seven. I guarantee you did the first one higher than a seven. I'm sure I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm going to give this, I'm feeling like, I'm going to give this an, 8.5. 8.5. I feel like it'll end up being a no. I'm gonna give it a nine. Wow. Gonna give it a nine. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I wish we were part of the Rotten Tomatoes ratings. I know. We could have a say in that.
crap. How do we boost that? <laughs> All right. Well, um, next week, what are, what's, what's happening next week? I have no idea. That's a good question. I know, like, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is a couple weeks from now. Um, I feel like there's another movie next week. I don't think there is. No? Alien Covenant? No, that's two weeks from now. So... And I actually... That'll be the week we review uh, the uh, the 15th is whenever we go see um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Alien Covenant. This is the problem with Alien Covenant. I realized yesterday that that's the night of the Newfound Glory concert that I bought tickets for. Ooh, that Thursday? Yeah. It's exciting, though. It's exciting. But you can't review Alien Covenant. Well, we'll review Pirates of the Caribbean that week, I think. Like, that's whenever that one might post. Um, But yeah, that is is unfortunate, Chris. We need to see that movie. It's very unfortunate. Um, So yeah, we'll have to see that and review it together at some point. Alien Covenant comes out 18th? Yeah. Hmm. But I won't be there to see it. Hmm. <laughs> You'll be at a Newfound Glory concert. I'll be at a Newfound Glory concert. Punk mm. rocking it up. You guys can go. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Fultron, for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. You're anytime. You're the you're the the third co-host now. Yes. Well, you got to go through the trials. The tri- the trials. <laughs> <laughs> start working on uh, start working on writing with both of your hands. I will. And we'll, we'll be good. Gosh, you know, I will. We'll, we'll get started uh, with those trials next time you're on. Fantastic. <laughs> oh man, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on Twitter at chrisite two five zero and John Wright seven seven seven. You can also find Fultron at. Fultron 84. There it is. And at Stay on Target Pod. I want to see like videos of like, because we're going to do this like, you got to be doing the physical aspect of it on like hot coals as well. So <laughs> I was so, kidding. Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I signed the paper and then you made me read it. <laughs> There's some really fine print. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I bought this ticket then <laughs> United dragged me off the flight. Yeah. Beat me senseless. <laughs> Became a fight club here. <laughs> um... Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, subscribe to us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target.